1: Hey, Raj, and welcome back to our second The Conscious Capitalists podcast. Good to see you. Good to see you too, Timothy. I love where you're sitting. I hear you're in Colorado somewhere. You've either got antlers or horns growing out of the side <laughs> of your head. <laughs>
0: that's right. That's right. I think, it's, uh, I think it's wood. Oh, really? It's driftwood. <laughs> uh, no animals were harmed in the creation of this podcast.
1: Oh, brilliant. Well, that's, that's really important because what we're going to talk about today is purpose. And, um, what does that mean within the context of conscious capitalism and what does it mean within the context of business? Mm. So that's
0: a really, really important topic. It's kind of the starting point for all of this, right? I mean, why are we doing what we do?
1: Yeah, I love it. Well, why don't you start? I mean, what does purpose mean to you?
0: Well, you know, it's 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 sort of a transcendent uh, value for human beings. Uh, and uh, it's something, you know, if you define what what is a human being, you know, we're defined by a self-interest, of course, self-preservation and so forth. And that kind of was the basis for the Wealth of Nations, Adam Smith's book hmm. that defined uh, how markets work, right? And, and that individuals who are free to pursue their own uh, perceived best self-interest will end up meeting each other's needs. So certainly self-interest is one of the fundamental human drives. We also have a need to care, which mm-hmm. is wired into us. You know, it's not from any uh, selfish reasons, but we just mm-hmm. have the need to care. You know, That's just how we are as mammals. And I think if you want the third drive is the drive to purpose, mm. because we are given this extraordinary gift of a, of a human life with all the extraordinary capacities, nearly divine capacities that we have. And what, what do we use that for? It's not just about survival, right? And it's not just about getting through this life, but what is the uh, uh, consequence of this? And then I think we had some great philosophers and thinkers who helped us understand the power and the importance of purpose. And to me, I always refer back to Viktor Frankl mm. and, uh, you know, man's search for meaning and his fundamental observation, of course, human beings want to be happy in their lives. But as he said, happiness cannot be pursued. Happiness ensues. Mm. It is the outcome, true happiness. I mean, you can yeah. have pleasure, short term pleasure, hedonic sort of happiness. But true, deep happiness comes from living a life of meaning and purpose.
1: Yeah, I love that word meaning. You know, the idea that maybe we as human beings, we're meaning makers.
0: You know, we're meaning
1: makers with each other and, and we're meaning makers inside. You know, we want to have a life of meaning.
0: Profits cannot be pursued, profits ensue. And they're the outcome of a business that is operating with meaning and purpose right which means it's doing something meaningful in the world that it is operating with love mm. uh, and from a from a place of love and it grows from adversity so I think the same the same same ideas are very very applicable
1: so just tell me a little bit more about that you know um, I know we both have personal purposes and they impact our work uh, you know my my purpose, I say, is to create and catalyze leaders and organizations that are as human as the people who work in them. Mm, um, awesome. And to me, that, that goes back to the meaning of, you know, yeah. we're human beings and we're mm-hmm. organizations exist to support human beings, not the other yeah. way around. <laughs> and, uh, um, yeah. How about yourself?
0: Well, mine, the way I articulate it now is, is my purpose is to bring heart, healing, and soul to business and leadership so that we can build a better world for all mm. and it's kind of evolved you know my purpose I, you know i really uh, wasn't even aware that one should have a purpose i don't think we probably didn't grow up with that either right this mm. is a relatively new idea in the mainstream yeah so but but i had um you know, I was a business professor and I really didn't have a sense of purpose, but I knew that what I was doing did not resonate with me at a human level. It was, it was a job and to some degree it was a career, but it certainly wasn't a calling. Mm. I think today, that's what we aspire to say. You know, your work should be a job, of course, pay the bills, but a career, it allows you to grow. And also it's a calling. It's what you were meant to do in this lifetime. So I didn't have that and kind of accidentally, my purpose in a way found me when I was writing Firms of Endearment and sitting in the Poconos uh, with David Wolf, my co-author, and and suddenly having this kind of revelation moment when I I was moved to tears, uh, just writing about some of the uh, things that these companies were doing for their employees and the families and communities and so forth. So in a way, my purpose kind of found me in the sense that it made me come alive I think it was around June 12th of 2005, I think is, is really when that uh,
1: happened. Around June 12th, yeah. <laughs> I think
0: about 2, two o'clock.
1: Eastern time. <laughs> well, let's, let's talk about that in terms of, you know, what does it mean? You know, we, we talked about purpose. Now we put the word business in front of it, and we say business purpose. How does that word business and purpose, how do they fit together to your, in your mind?
0: Well, it changes the whole game. You know, we have always thought about business or for the most part, we have thought about it as just a way to make money, right? Business exists, like every other profession exists for some noble ends, right? Lawyers should care about justice, right? Doctors want to heal you. Teachers want to bring wisdom and knowledge, uh, you know, into the world. Engineers want to build magnificent uh, structures and so forth. And yet somehow we have created this category, at least in the past, where business, all of the, you know the the uh, the sort of uh, inspired people go over there and then the mercenary minded people go over here and start a business right yeah you're just about about making money mm-hmm. right? so somehow we remove the soul from that I mean, it's a human experience just like anything else that you do and it can be done with a transcendent purpose and in fact i would argue that this is the way that we can have the greatest positive impact in the world the biggest idealists should go to business because that's how they can realize their vision of idealism yeah. You know, as Steve Jobs said, I want to make a dent in the universe. Or Bill Gates said, I want to put a computer on every desk, you know, and empower people that way. That's a high octane fuel Yeah, you know, that will, or, or John Mackey and whole foods that we would just want to change people's relationship to food and, and educate them that what they put into their body makes a difference to their health and the health of the food system and the health of the planet. And all of that just becomes, you know, a tremendous uh, uh, source of power to yeah. impact things at, at a much more dramatic way.
1: I know yeah. we've talked about it sometimes in the past in terms of, uh, I think it was from Ed Friedman, you know, the, the red blood cell analogy. You know, we have, yeah. you know, we breathe oxygen and you know, our red blood cells carry oxygen through our blood. It happens, that's like profit, but it's not why we're alive. You know, exactly. the, the money, the profit is important. You know, you need to have it, you know, no, no yeah. money, no mission. And right. at the same time, it's really important uh, that you have this, this higher meaning that comes with it, which is what gives right. that extra juice, as we've said, uh, to a business. Well, how does a business know it has a purpose? You know, I know we've sometimes said that, you know, uh, what's the reason why this business exists right. uh, that goes beyond just making money?
0: Right. And why does it need to exist? And, and why would it be missed if it disappeared tomorrow? What is, what is that unique thing that we do? And a lot of companies are aware of it, but many are not. Yeah. You know, just like uh, in our lives, there's some people who are kind of born with a sense of destiny and purpose at an early age. And there are others who have to wait until a midlife crisis hits them yeah, on the age of 40. And then they said, oh my God, my existence feels pretty hollow and, and empty and meaningless. And yeah. Well, there must be something more to it than this. So I think I've seen that with companies as well. You know, yeah. Whole Foods started with a clear sense of purpose, right? Southwest Airlines, in a way, started with a clear sense of purpose. Uh, but other companies discover that later on, and, and it takes them, you know, Unilever under Paul Polman, mm. you know, which which created this renewed or a new sense of purpose and and completely transformed the experience of what it felt like uh, to work there. Uh, to be a customer of that company, to be a supplier to them, to be a partner with them, and to be an investor—it was a dramatic mm. example of purpose at work.
1: Yeah, I also think that sometimes people come and they say, "Well, that's great. Those are all sort of consumer-driven uh, businesses," um, and you know, some can often argue that part of what uh, attracts somebody is a brand, and when you have a brand that has a purpose and it's integrated, then. That's a good thing. It brings that, but I'm wondering. You know, the best examples that you've seen of business-to-business companies. Um, you know, I don't know. Maybe like Barry Weimiller, for example. Um, yeah. Speak of the devil, and talk a little bit maybe about their purpose. And
0: yeah, so Barry Weimiller is a company uh, based in St. Louis, uh, which is a uh, started originally as a supplier to the uh, beer industry, Anheuser-Busch. Is also based in Saint Louis, so they would they would provide uh, equipment and other things that uh, that that was used in breweries. And that was in the 1880s, but they evolved over over the decades into a company that mach- makes machines that make other products. So today, there a lot of it is focused on packaging and and things like that. So they make machines that make cardboard boxes and packaging for potato chips and but even things like toilet paper. So they make the machines that make the toilet paper. And a whole range of businesses like that. And now in their case, it's interesting. Uh, and this is uh, something I learned when I worked on that book with Bob Chapman uh, called Everybody Matters. Um, when I went and visited and, and and saw their business and saw what kind of drove them. Uh, and you know, over time, they've acquired over a hundred businesses that are all small manufacturing companies that are somewhat connected to this basic idea. Uh, there, the common thread there is that uh, they, they define their purpose in terms of their people.
1: Mm.
0: say so, so we measure success by the way we touch the lives of people, right? And uh, as Bob says, you know, the machines that we make are necessary and we need all those products uh, that, that those machines enable. Uh, but that's not what gets us out of bed in the morning. You know, we are here because we want to create a better future for the people whose lives we touch. And their families and their t- communities, those little towns in Wisconsin and Ohio and Pennsylvania and, and all over Europe now as well, uh, who depend on that one company. You know, that's kind of the engine of their economy there. So their purpose is, is people, right? And so it, it got me thinking that every business really needs to think about a product-centered purpose and a people-centered purpose, mm. right? And it's like an airplane with two engines. And, I, you know, ideally you have both engines working, but if you had to pick one and uh, planes can fly on one engine, uh, you would pick the people
1: mm. Mm. But
0: you don't want, and there are examples of companies, I think we know that have a noble purpose in the world, but are toxic places to work. And that to me is not acceptable. You have to, you know, start with the stakeholder closest to, you, you know, for the employees and their families. They're the most vested and invested uh, in the business. And then of course, ideally, you also have something that you're doing in the world that is that is very meaningful too. So yeah. that, that, that would evolve over time. But if you had to pick one, it's the people said. So that what that does is it universalizes the idea of conscious capitalism. Because it says you don't have to, you could be making anything at all, right? You could be producing salt. I mean, you could be producing whatever, but you still can be a conscious, purposeful business because you focus on the people. Mm. whose lives you touch, right? And all the people, customers, communities, you know, employees. Well, I think it's always
1: interesting. I mean, the question that I often get is, well, you know, like where does my purpose come from? Um, Is it innate in the business? So, you know, why did we start the business as we started this discussion? Um, There's others who say, well, you know, maybe it's evolved and we need to discover it or rediscover it and we need to go back and find it. Um, Right. And then there's another category that I've seen where they say, well, what would be a good purpose for our company? You know, almost as if yeah. they're starting with a blank slate. Now, those people tend to be going to the brand agencies and saying, help us to yeah. a purpose that's meaningful. Yeah. And um, yeah. I'm, that's the that third group, I'm often sort of saying, well, I'm not sure you're on the right track because it's something that comes from inside. It's not something you go outside and and right. petition the world and say, well, what do you think should be our purpose? Versus right. it's something that's core to the business itself. It's why we've existed, why we were started, how we operate.
0: Right. Yeah, and that's the trickier one, as, as you point out. Uh, but there are many businesses especially given how we educate people in business school and just the whole culture about what business is about, right? It's a mercenary thing. So there are many businesses that were started purely from a money-making uh, angle, purely as a uh, sort of an opportunistic uh, you know, thing that people saw, they saw a gap in the market and their ability to you know, generate profit out of that. So there are many, many businesses that did start with that. But then if you look at why did those businesses endure, why did they grow and what made them thrive uh, over time? You often can find that there's some thread there,
1: mm-hmm.
0: something that they didn't even realize at a subconscious level that was making that business unique. You know? So maybe there's something that we can excavate uh, from the history of the business. And then you also find that you look at where they are and what they're doing in the world today and what the world's needs have evolved, et cetera. And that it might be then possible to, to uh, discover a purpose in the reality of what exists today, mm. that connects in some way with where they have been in the past, right? But it may be sort of a new source of energy that we have connected to today. Yeah, There was something latent within us. So that's kind of the midlife crisis model, right? Mm.
1: Well, you know, that sort of relates a little bit to, I know we've spoken about this, Colin Mayer at Oxford Business School, you know, he has a um, definition that he has of purpose, which he says it's to produce profitable solutions to the problems of the people and planet. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and he puts the end on it, not to profit from producing problems yes. for people or planets. So he qualifies that around profitable solutions um, right. To problems, which in a sense is how are you creating value in the world? Right. Um, and he puts a caveat on it, which is and do no harm, <laughs> right. and do no evil while you do it. Um, I think that's a good broad definition of it.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. So it says we we need to be profitable so we can achieve our purpose, as mm. opposed to saying we need to have a purpose so we can make more profits.
1: Yeah, right. I, I think purpose that that, is not
0: a means to an end; it is kind of the end. Right and, and profits become a means to that end. Yeah. The, you know, Whole Foods started as a tiny little store in Austin in 1978, and people loved it and so forth. And, but what, if they were not profitable, I mean, they were originally kind of a co-op type business you know, before mm-hmm. it became a company. If they were not profitable, then they would not have had the capital to invest and grow and become what is now an $18 billion company with yeah. 20 million customers and 110,000 employees. Right? So profit is what enabled them to achieve their purpose now at scale they have transformed our relationship to food in many ways and the way we think about food and they've transformed the food system to a degree and then changed the way we produce food so purpose definitely is what drives them but profit is what fuels their growth yeah and so the two go hand in hand you know they are necessary and that's what differentiates of course a non-profit and a business
1: well i, I think that's a uh... I think what's important in there is that, one, we've established the, you know, the value of purpose and why purpose is important. Um, I think the next piece becomes, how do we know when a business is purpose driven? You know, like to me, there's like three or four things you want to be thinking about. The first is, first of all, do you have a purpose statement? So do you have an intent? Do you have an intent to be purpose driven? Can you describe what your purpose is? And then I think the second one for me is, is that integrated into your business model? So that when I look at how you are trying to make profit, I can understand very clearly the connection between purpose, value creation, and how that leads to profitable outcomes. So in essence, having a purpose alone isn't enough, but having a good business model is incredibly important. And being able to connect those two to me is is that next step of relevance, and then there's sort of a third: is is do we use purpose to to govern the business? Like, is there a discussion that goes on when we make a decision, when the board meets and has to: we're going to invest in this or invest in that? Is the purpose word even in the even in the boardroom? Is the C suite sort of explaining some big decisions by the fact that it, that it's in line with our purpose, and then finally, to me is can we start to measure the purpose? And this is where uh, I think some companies are getting a little more precise around, not only do we have a purpose, but we have an ambition for that purpose. And I always find it really interesting. That's your purpose. What's the ambition of that purpose? Do you have a little ambition for that purpose or a big ambition? And as you get into that discussion of impact, that's where that aligns with, with, with the ambition. So if I have a big ambition, then I probably want to have a big impact. And if I want to have a big impact, how am I going to know? What are the metrics that I ought to be looking at out in the world to see? Qualitative or quantitative, but I ought to be thinking about that in terms of I've got this ambition for my purpose. It's this kind of impact. And then how do we start to think about measuring elements
0: of that? Yeah, so I think- and the only thing I would add to that is is, uh, is how we... Select and develop leaders mm. that we want people who are innately uh, purpose driven as leaders and they are specifically driven by our purpose. Mm. So, if I'm Patagonia and I'm hiring a new CEO, I want to make sure they care about the outdoors, right? And they care about nature and they care about our connection to and being stewards of nature. And if I'm Whole Foods and even if I'm hiring a chief technology officer, I want to make sure they're a foodie who cares about health, right? And so they're motivated by the overall enterprise not just their piece of it right but they are everybody is kind of seeing the whole right yeah. of, of what we're trying to do and 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 drawing inspiration and, uh, and motivation from that
1: well i love that because both those examples particularly the patagonia one i remember we were out there a few years ago and they gave us a day-long conscious capitalism leadership tour and one of the things that i remember them saying is like we have on average about a hundred applications for each job opening here. Mm-hmm. So even if they were exaggerating that by 50% and they only have 50 applications, <laughs> um, you know that's a lot of applications. And, and that's this virtuous cycle you start to get into of you've got an inspiring people purpose. And then people who then look and they self-select and they go, oh, so that's a place where I can really live my purpose and we really connect. And now that's a really powerful combination and I think there's this virtuous cycle that you want to start, the flywheel of purpose, so to speak.
0: Right. And so I think you point out what I was saying, leaders, but really all, all p- hire, hires, right? Everybody who comes to work for us uh, should resonate with what we're about. Yeah. So that yeah. there, as I said earlier, their work becomes not just a job or a career, but a calling. Yeah. And the, the ultimate litmus test of that is uh, if you win the lottery on Friday evening, uh, do you show up on monday morning right uh, and because the work has meaning beyond the paycheck yeah. this this nourishes you yeah right? beyond the financial right and I think that's if we can all get to that place, I think you know it would be incredibly uh, impactful in society if everybody has work that is that meaningful to them I
1: love it so that's our introduction to purpose and and I think in our next episode we'll go a little deeper um and to the whole idea of purpose. There. Well, thanks, Raj, as always, for your time. And thank you, everybody, for listening in. Again, any thoughts, comments, feedback, uh, go to theconsciouscapitalists.com. That's theconsciouscapitalists.com. And don't forget to hit the subscribe button on this podcast. Thank you so much. Thanks, Raj. Thank you, Timothy. See you soon.